Your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Muskoka Drawdown. Little something made me blue A hole in the ozone Not too far away from me Came as a shock Cause I was led to believe That science is the savior of us all you see We're supposed to be living better lives Through chemistry Got holes in the ozone Oil in the sea Toxic chemicals in you and me Don't you know we're all living better lives Through chemistry there's mercury in the rainbow trout And in our bodies you can have no doubt Don't you know we're all life through chemistry Oh baby, oh baby Now don't you be scared But there are human-made chemicals everywhere Don't you know you can't escape her We got dioxin in the toilet paper Don't you know we're all living better lives through chemistry <laughs> Welcome to Muskoka Drawdown. Um, everyone, as you're used to my uh, the intro is uh, Danny Michelle, but we have uh, a different intro this morning. And um, uh, my name is Frank DeYoung. I'm uh, the host of Muskoka Drawdown, and I'm here on behalf of Climate Action Muskoka. Sign up for the excellent uh, new weekly newsletter from Climate Action Muskoka. Just Google Climate Action Muskoka and click on um, on sign up, and you'll get all the, the latest things happening on climate change for Muskoka region. Um, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, uh, they sang Teach the Children Well, and uh, reggae musician Jimmy Cliff sang uh, Treat the Youth Right or You're Playing with Dynamite. Today, my guest is uh, Remy Rodden. He is a musician, environmentalist, and educator, and he was he sang our uh, intro today. Remy, welcome to Muskoka Drawdown. Hey, thanks so much, Frank. Happy to be here. Great. Um, that song you played as the intro, uh, what's the significance of that song for you in your career? Uh, well, um, way back when. So I'm, I'm based in uh, the Yukon Territory. I've been here for well over half my life, uh, mostly in the Whitehorse area. But now I find myself in Beaver Creek, Canada's most westerly community. I'm teaching here as a kind of a, a retirement project <laughs> in lieu of the music career. Um, and on the on the traditional territory of the White River First Nation, I'd like that, and we 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 were kind of closely together here. Um, the uh, I was way back when when I first came to the Yukon uh, in the late '80s. I uh, got keen on doing more of my music uh, in public, and uh, I was admitted into a, a workshop at the local music festival called Frostbite in the winter, and. Uh, just before the festival, I got a call from CBC and they, they said, hey, we're doing a live broadcast from the, the festival location and uh, would you play a song on air? And I, was, I said, let me think about it. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I did. This was in my head. 
So I, I eventually, well, I was working on this song about the one I just played. I was working on that song and I thought, oh, you know what? If I finish that up and I can play it on local CBC, maybe a few people hear it, it might influence them. Right. Having had a background in environmental education and a, and a, and a passion for that. And so um, uh, anyway, long story short, I did do it. And there were some people from national radio. And at the time they heard it, they thought it was wonderful. So I got whisked down to the studio and we recorded a version in the CBC studio and they sent it out. This is pre-internet. They sent it out by satellite to Toronto and then it got broadcast nationally. And I said, yes, I can get a message out through song and music. And so, uh, um, by taking that risk, uh, I was able to, uh, so anyway, that encouraged me to do uh, my first album that came out in the late nineties. And, uh, I've, I've done a couple others since. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, there, you know, some of these people want to defund the CBC. I don't think you're one of them. <laughs> Definitely not. No, especially for the North. It's, <laughs> it's such a lifeline, CBC. Uh, Is that right? Eh? Yeah, we, we sure depend on it up here. Yeah. All right. So how did you end up in the Yukon in the first place? Ah, okay, Everyone has that. a story. Oh, All those Yukoners have a story. They love to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... Uh, it's actually a good one. My, uh, I was, we were living in Montreal, my mother and myself, my sister is quite a bit older. She had already left and my parents were, uh, a part at that time. And, uh, so, um, my mom decided we needed, uh, uh to see the country. So she traded in a, a player piano that we had for a Volkswagen camper, camperized van. And off we went. We drove um, from Montreal up to Fairbanks, Alaska, having all sorts of adventures along the way. Right. And uh, I caught the spell of the Yukon then. So that's my origin story. So I came back as a, an undergrad uh, biology student to do research for summer. And then after I had finished my biology and teaching degrees um, uh, and had traveled around and pre-planted a bit, uh, ended up back in the Yukon uh, permanently. So and, uh, that's how I got here. Wow. So um, you're studying biology. Were you, did you become, when did you become an actual environmentalist? Would you mean actually doing something uh, to encourage people to be more environmentally responsible? Did that happen before your studies or after? Um, you know, I actually had already always had a connection with the land. And I think that came from kicking around my grandparents' farm near Kingston, Ontario, um, and, uh, and in around, uh, the, the, the neighborhood of Norwood. So right. people will, will know that place. That's where I spent yeah. my teen years. Uh, and I, I didn't quite know how to apply it. So in university, I got involved with different groups for sure. And, um, and then, uh, I was actually involved in the, uh, the origins of the green party as a young, uh, idealistic youth. I was one of the the first steering committee members of uh, of the Ontario Green Party, amazingly enough. Actually, I, <laughs> I didn't. Ago. I did not even not even know that. I knew you had uh, some credentials in, with the Greens, but wow, that's cool. Um, okay, so then the CBC event actually turned you from a regular person into a, a musician, enviro educator, uh, writing songs for for young people right off the bat, or was that your plan, or is that that became your plan? 
Yeah, you know, so my first album is actually what I call a not for kids only album because I didn't really want to be pegged as a kids artist at that point. I still probably right. had some uh, some background ambitions of being a, a famous folk singer or something. On the other hand, I did have my teaching degree and I ended up working for uh, three decades here in, in the Yukon as an environmental educator, working in all the schools, um, creating um, educational materials, running summer camps where we take kids out on the land and and uh, hire young people to work on conservation projects around the Yukon. Um, uh, so the, the music part kind of came in. Actually, that was a, another little deadline thing. My neighbor down the road, we lived out off grid um, south of Whitehorse in the mountains um, with a dog team and the whole bit. But wow. my neighbors came up and wanted to use our computer printer to apply for an advanced artist grant, <laughs> <laughs> which was to, to do some project. And I looked at it, hey, I, I could maybe get some money to work on an album. Um, I'd done a few things with, um, with Project Wild. I'd done a bit of recording on some different projects. Anyway, I did get that, and that gave me the deadline to work on my first album. And so, yeah, ended up um, a whole hodgepodge of songs that all have environmental or nature-related items. And then, since then, I've become known for those those kind of songs and put out another album um, called Think About the Wild a little while back. Okay, well, now I'm going to put you on the spot. How about if you play us another snippet from one of your songs, just to give people a sense of, uh, of, of the kind of material that you write. And you seem to write, um, you, you perform uh, almost exclusively um, uh, songs that you wrote yourself. Is that not correct? Um, yeah, you know, I've got a few cover songs. In fact, some of uh, some of the, my more well-known songs are songs that I've picked up from other people, but they're also ones that, uh, that you know, have not hit the big, hit parade or whatever you know it's uh um but mostly my own songs yeah so would you like something upbeat or a little more reflective <laughs> oh let's start reflective i'm in a reflective mood okay and i know our time is short so i'll just do a part of this this um this song is called three simple rules and it's actually off my first album and it's often requested um these are three uh guidelines or rules that a first nations elder by the name of art johns uh articulated at a public meeting and our department of environment picked it up uh to promote wise uh, wildlife use hunting fishing that sort of thing but i thought they apply to all of the things that we do in life so it's three simple rules great granddad was a man who was wise as he could be and he always made a living from the land and from the sea And he always fed his children With the bounties of this earth Oh, he never was a rich man But he knew his inner worth And even though he had to take life To feed his family He lived by three simple rules And my dad taught these to me Respect all life, take only what you need, and for heaven's sakes use all that you take. Gonna jump to the last verse. And now I am a person of the 21st century, and I wonder how to live my life on earth responsibly. For I know that there are limits 
And we can't go on and on Consuming and polluting Until everything is gone And now I know the answers Are as old as they can be If my great-granddad were here today He'd say these words to me Respect all life Take only what you need And for the planet's sake Use all that you take Respect all life Take only what you need And for the planet's sake Give all that you take That was fabulous, Remy. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, we're going to we're gonna take a quick break here and uh, come on back after the break and we'll be talking more with Remy Rudd. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Muskoka Drawdown. Uh, my guest today is Remy Rudd and he's a musician uh, environmentalist, songwriter, and educator who is uh, based in Yukon, but he travels uh, travels widely um, as a music educator and singer. Uh, uh, Remy, tell us, um, well, how do you go about writing a song? A lot of people are interested in that. Like, do you start with the words or do you start with a, 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 a melody or how does it work with you? Yeah, you know, that's I, I do get that question. And I've actually uh, led a, f- a few songwriting workshops with uh, with children as well, which is great fun. And I try different approaches with, with them. For me, um, you know, sometimes it just sort of comes out of nowhere and all comes together all at once, which is the magic um, rare occasion. <laughs> and, uh, um, and um you know, being having having this theme of environment and conservation, uh, now it becomes a bit more crafty in the sense that you know I, I need to kind of find out find the topic and and then work on those. And just for example, like right now, actually, I'm working on an album about the Arctic. My first album is Think About the uh, Planet, Think About the Wild is my second, and this is going to be called Think About the Arctic. And I've got uh, some grant money to work on that. So. Um, Typically, in that case, I will have a, uh, uh, you know, the theme that I want. I'll try to find something catchy uh, in terms of the what we call the hook or the chorus, you know, about, um, uh, you know, whatever the topic is, you know, better living through chemistry. um, You know, that's (laughs) just an example of when you heard those three simple rules I, I talked about. And then I'll create I'll get that chorus melody going. And then after that, I'll do the, the the verse that seems to fit with it musically, yeah. and uh, and then we uh, not all the time, but most of the time have a bridge, uh, uh, which is a part of the typical um, song structure these days. Yeah, yeah. but you know it it can, it can be hard sometimes, um, especially um, you know when you have a specific topic to work on, and, yeah. and there's there's the, the the challenge is to put a lot of factual information. That's at least that's what I'm trying to do yeah. in a fun way uh, into a song without it being just like a mess. Yeah. So, um, okay. You're an environmentalist. Can you give us a little summary of your view of how are humans doing on this planet? Are, are you worried or 
you think we just need to um, do need to recycle and, and and think green thoughts or how worried are you oh man we're going deep um you know uh, well i always think back to the the commencement address done by paul hawken uh, a number of years ago um and i've actually read this to some of the students that i've worked with over the years because he says um, in, in this address that, you know, if you are looking at all the facts and, and, and looking what's going on in the world and you, you're not a little bit pessimistic, then you're, you're just got your eyes closed because it's uh, so, you know, if you're aware of these things, you know, that it's really, really, really hard. And, uh, occasionally I'll just go there. I don't allow it to last too long to think, man, we're just hooped, <laughs> you know, on the other hand, and the way Paul says it, and he very eloquently, um, you know, if, if you don't look around at all the beauty on the planet and all the different ways that people are working to make it better, you know, like what you're doing right now with this podcast, um, Frank, and uh, all the different organizations that are working so hard for climate justice and for um, sustainability and so on. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, uh, and you don't, you aren't a little bit optimistic, then you haven't got a pulse. This, I think, is what he says, <laughs> yeah. and he really ties yeah. it into, uh, you know, just the just being so buoyed up by the the beauty of this planet. Yeah. So I don't allow myself to be pessimistic very often, although it it's, could be very easy. I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but you what I do, I work in the the field of possibility and hope, and I th think at least if we get children, which is my main audience right now, having fun thinking and, and singing and, and learning about, uh, about nature and about, uh, some environmental issues. Like I do get into things like plastics and, you know, mm -hmm. like the hole in the ozone and so on, um, mm -hmm. that, you know, that's, that's, we, we've got, you know, at least it's a start. I'm trying to do my little bit. And I think if we all do our little bit, that's always been a theme is this, if we, uh, we each take our individual action and, right. you know, you and I both know that it needs incredible, um, uh, high level action on these things and exactly. we just need to keep pushing away on that exactly okay now you mentioned your next album is about the arctic now a lot of there's a fair bit of attention on the arctic because of climate change and species diversity and because the arctic of course canadian arctic is extensive and we have the last magnificent um, species like the caribou and the polar bear um, and then, of course, there's the climate change issues with the peatlands and the, the permafrost. Um, give us a little, a uh, few words of your thoughts about that. And then can you sing us a song, one of your songs about the Arctic that you're uh, working on? Yeah, I'm sure you could ask that. I'm not quite ready to share any of those yet, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm still working on them. Although I did, I did do a song, um, which I could uh, perhaps do for you uh, about Beringia. Um, Please. Um, yeah, just uh, what you said, the Arctic is, I've often thought of caribou, the species here, the Arctic is very much the, the canary in the coal mine kind of concept, right? Yeah. And we know that the, the uh, well, you've been in the Yukon, you know that the summers are warming up. Generally, this is, everything's warming up faster. As the ice disappears, it just creates this feedback loop and yeah. creates even warmer, warmer temperature. This, this summer was, you know, so different. And uh, of course, the um, all the different animal species that are that are being affected, but also the the uh, the people that live there for hundreds and thousands of years that are uh, that are struggling a lot. 
because of changing ice flows and so on. I think we're, I think most of us probably listening to this, this podcast are aware of it. So okay, play play us a song, play it the one that you can uh, if you can handle if you can muster that okay. that'd be great. Age and during the previous ice ages, when all the water from the oceans gets taken up into the ice onto the land, then the ocean levels go down. Right. And what that created was this land bridge between uh, what we call Asia and North America, and there were animal species flowing in both directions. Actually, uh, you know, like camels originated in North America and went over over to that part of the world. Um, so we, we celebrate that here in the Yukon because as, um, plaster miners in Dawson are digging up their, their, um, looking for gold, um, they, uh, they pull up artifacts like mammoth tooths and, and, uh, tusks, tusks, yes. I should say, thank you. Yeah. Find, but, uh, you know, recently found a complete, uh, mammoth baby frozen in the, in the soil there. Yeah. And, uh, so th- Yukon has a large area that was never glaciated during the last glaciation. And so that means we have remnants of all these cool creatures and, uh, we have a center here. So tour, use uh, Yukon tourism, come to our Berengia center and come visit. <laughs> That's um, wonderful. And well, they, also, just reopened, they just also, reopened, uh, their, their, uh, their center. So I was asked to come and perform and I decided to write a song for the occasion, right which would fit my, with my new album. Excellent. Okay, well, uh, also, um, part of, parts of Yukon have never been glaciated, which makes it possible to dig up uh, mammoth tusks because they haven't been scattered. Uh, and also, that's what allows for the plaster gold mining because the glaciers didn't spread the gold out so thinly. Um, so, yeah, why don't you just play uh, play this song? And that will be our outro as well because we're almost out of time. And I just want to thank you very much, uh, Remy. You exude energy, intelligence, and joy, and you are an amazing ambassador for nature. And uh, the, the young people who hear you will be will be uh, undoubtedly affected in the most magnificent way. So thank you so much for being on my show. Oh, thanks so much, Frank. I think you just gave me a new uh, a new bio you, sir. I'm going to quote you on my, some of my promotional material. <laughs> the famous Frank T. Young says. Oh, please, please do. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much again. And uh, if I can say we all, we all can make a difference. Right on. Us, uh, if we each do our little part. Excellent. Okay. This is about Beringia. The Arctic has a prehistory that's something you should know. Ice ages have come and gone and glaciers ebb and flow. The Northland hasn't always looked the way it looks today. Habitats, they come and go, and that's just nature's way. Mighty ice sheets on the land meet sea levels get low. Shallow seas just disappear and the bottom gets exposed. Letting land-based animals migrate across the plain and then get stuck in a brand new land as the sea rises again. Beringia, Beringia. Land bridge between the continents when sea levels were low. Beringia, Beringia. Full of wondrous creatures, extraordinary features. Where did those special animals all go? Full of wondrous creatures, extraordinary features. Where did those special animals all go? (laughs) 
I went to the country to escape the noise and lights And I laid there in the pine cones all night I woke in the morning and all the trees were gone I got this sinking feeling, everything felt wrong There were strip malls and dollar stores and diesel and 